where, the question is, does all this end? All what, Rick? (laughs) That's a fair question. Well, life, your marriage, kids, the job, well, our faith. I know that's a lot. (laughs) But I'm trying to get to this. We tend to think when we, for instance, take a job about the end result. When do I get the paycheck? (laughs) We want to meet those wonderful people we get to work with day after day. Oh, that moment when we'll get special recognition for a job well done. Or when people help us and we them. We love the hearty hand clasp or the congratulatory backslapping that we get. Some of these women might even go around hugging each other at work. It's great stuff. But then the taxes and social, not so, security gets taken out of your check. <laughs> Some of those people turn out to be a real pain. Your boss laces you up and down for the mistake you made. Those other guys are going to make minced meat out of the work that you did, that beautiful work. And you dread going to your job because you know that guy who punches your shoulder? He really wishes he could plant one on your schnoz. We still want the good end result. But wow, the getting there. And then there's marriage. Well, you only have to be in it a few days and you start to say, whoa, what's this? And kids, oh, nothing but joy after joy for their parents forevermore. Yeah, yeah, that's Pollyanna nonsense. When we ask, where's this life going? We aren't usually thinking of the end. We can't even see the end. What with the mess of today. Let me think of the end of our faith. A brand spanking new heaven and earth. A thousand times better than this one. What a great ending. Everybody wants that. But in between now and the glorious end, a lot of life happens. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in Him, but also suffer for His sake. Oh, goody. <laughs> we get to suffer. you got to love that quip. Salvation is the most expensive free gift there is. <laughs> I just love that one. And let's be painfully clear. If we'd have known what our faith would cost us, most of us would not have jumped in. <laughs> Even with the promise of eternal life. Maybe that's why Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The end and the middle. What does all this mean? When Mark Lowry crafted the words to the ballad, Married, Did You Know? He placed himself in the midst of the stable on that first Christmas morning. You can almost see the baby Jesus as Mary wraps him in those soft, clean cloths. There's the sweet smell of the new straw as Joseph rustles it into the manger. And then, since she doesn't know we're there, he asks Mary some tough questions. I know you think you know the end, but have you even imagined what will happen in the middle? What life will bring? I mean, if we really knew the middle of our lives... Would we start, well, anything? (laughs) The angel told Mary the end, he will be great. 
and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Wow, now that is a great ending. And then, when Mary went to see Elizabeth, that worthy woman was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? That's pretty heady stuff for a young mother to be. By the way, she handled it fantastically, and Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. She did have her head on her shoulders, that little one. But could she know? Mary, did you know? Let's look at some of the question posed by Mr. Lowry Song and see if maybe we can put ourselves into the mind of a young Jewish woman of the first century. And maybe we'll find out how to live life. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary knew her Bible, all the stories in it. Like this one, Elijah said to him, Stay here, the Lord is sending me to the Jordan. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on to the Jordan. Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the waters which parted to the right and the left. Then the two of them crossed over on dry ground. After a fantastic experience ending in Elijah being taken up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elisha picked up the mantle that had fallen off Elijah and went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle Elijah had dropped and struck the waters, and they were parted to the right and the left, and Elisha crossed over. This is the final time we ever hear of someone parting waters to cross over. On three different occasions, people got to cross uncrossable bodies of water, but not by walking on water. Would Mary have ever guessed that Jesus would walk on water? Nah, I'm thinking she had no clue that would happen. While we're on the subject of water, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Wow, what a question. She might have thought of Elijah again. Now Elijah said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. After years of drought, Elijah sent this message. Go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. And in a little while the heavens grew black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. So the possibility of calming a storm... Behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds in the sea, and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Good question, boys. Different than Elijah, yes. But if we asked her, as she held the baby Jesus, I think Mary would have looked deeply into that precious little face and said, yeah, I think so. What else? Mary, could you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Could you know the deaf would hear, the lame would walk, the dead would live again? The deaf, the lame, the blind, the dead. 
It's interesting that only that dynamic duo, Elijah and Elisha, did miracles in this category before Jesus. That's it. The Bible records not one other individual who performed healings like that before Christ. Both Elijah and Elisha prayed and raised people from the dead. Elisha had cured leprosy. But no one that we know of ever prayed for the blind or lame and saw them healed. But then comes Jesus. He spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back seeing. I love this next part. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he's like him. He kept saying, I am the man. <laughs> I do. Don't you just love people? We really are weird. No matter how much he says, it's me. Uh, it's me. It, it is me. <laughs> they ask him, is it him? <laughs> anyway, there's this long back and forth interchange where the Jewish leaders don't want to give Jesus any credit. They called the man who had been blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He said, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know. Though I was blind, now I see. Yes, this man gets it. The leaders, we know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. This guy's great. And who's going to know about the healing of a blind man better than a blind man? I think it meant something to him. It's fascinating that he said this with such confidence. He'd done his research. Those leaders? Well, I'll, I'll quote from a C.S. Lewis book. The problem with trying to make yourself more ignorant is that you so very often succeed. <laughs> but Mary, Mary did you know? Hard to believe she'd have guessed this one. Then again, Jeremiah, Micah, Zephaniah, and especially Isaiah all prophesied that the Messiah would bring sight to the blind and heal the lame and sick. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. But Isaiah is talking about spiritual blindness, isn't he? Yes, that is true. Mary, could you have known that Jesus would open actual blind eyes? Maybe. Maybe she'd have gotten it. Although the majority of the Jewish religious leaders, even when it happened, didn't get it. Then again, many of the common people did. Maybe she would before it even happened. Which brings us to a major question. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters. Well, in the sense of healing, like the blind man, okay. She was surely there when Zechariah first spoke after John was born. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. So, in the sense of saving Israel the nation, she might have gotten it. But could she even have understood the question as we think of it? The very night she gave birth, the shepherds came and repeated what the angel told them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. A Savior 
who is Christ, Messiah, the Lord. The old man Simeon, eight days later, held Jesus and said, Lord, my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. Certainly all Jews believe the Messiah would save Israel in a corporate sense, as a nation, from their oppressors. So would she know that he will one day rule the nations? Sure. Uh, The glory days of David and Solomon were much celebrated by the Jews. And the angel did say he would be given the throne of his father David and that of his kingdom there will be no end. Now multiple prophecies are strewn throughout the Old Testament about his ruling. So in that sense she might have understood it. But I don't think that's the question the songwriter is asking. I don't think it's what we might ask. But let's set that question aside for a moment. I'd like to ask a few questions of my own. Mary, why didn't you get it when he was 12 and made his first trip to Jerusalem? Jesus' parents lost track of him for three days. They wandered all over the city and finally it occurred to them to look in the temple. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. I forget lots of stuff. But how do you forget a miraculous birth? A baby conceived by the Holy Spirit, the Son of God. Ah, but Mary, you certainly understood more when you were at that wedding and the host ran out of refreshments for his guests. Mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. (laughs) Yeah, you knew he would and could do this miracle. Even though he had never done a single miracle yet. And after this, he went down to Capernaum. And his mother and his brothers and his disciples, they stayed there for a few days. He started off with you, Mary, but soon he separated from you. Did you understand why? Well, he was still speaking to the people. Behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man and told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. How did you feel, Mary, when you heard those words? Back on that first Christmas morning, Mary, did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? Did you know that he existed before he was conceived? Mary, did you know the Son is divine as much as he is your Son? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Mary, how could you know? Mary, did you know that when you kissed your little child, you kissed the face of God? That he is Lord of all creation. And he is before all things. And in him all things hold together. We have, many of us, Becky and I this week particularly, (laughs) 
looked in wonder at the form of our own newborn children and grandchildren. What wonder joined that for Mary? Could she possibly understand that he was the eternal person of the Son in human form? Would she know that the person of the Son was nestling comfortably in her arms as he simultaneously and eternally exists as God? What a question. But there's a much, much tougher question. Standing by the cross of Jesus, where his mother and and some other women, Mary, what did you feel when you stood at the foot of the cross? When the one named, the Lord saves, was rejected by God the Father, dying a slow, agonizing death. Mary, did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? More than 30 years before, an old man had stood before her and her husband, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Mary, Mary, did you know the cost? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb and a sword will pierce through your own soul also? Years ago, when the angel first spoke with you, you answered, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Elizabeth praised you. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Mary, would you have been so willing had you known? All your other sons abandoned you as your eldest died on that tree. Could she have known when she was so young with that little baby in her arms? Did she know? When Simeon warned her that a sword would pierce through her own soul, did she get it? No. No, I'm glad to say that she would not have. Our God is too kind to lay such a burden on a young mother. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. We couldn't figure it out. We don't want to know. When we had our kids... If we knew all the pain and heartache that would come with it, would we have had the courage to have them? I watched the agony of my parents as we buried my brother, their 60-year-old son. Would they have had him if that day was known to them when they were so young? If they had known that when he was just a teenager, he would spend six months in the hospital on the edge of death. Would they have been so excited at his birth? I mean, would we have married knowing what we do now? Even though it was the right thing to do, would we have had the courage? Would we have taken that job or started that business or bought that house? Worked so hard to do the work that God has for us. If we knew all the cost before we begin, would we start down that road at all? God doesn't tell us the future because we couldn't take it. We couldn't understand it. 
So in his love and care, he waits. <laughs> and we discover these things after we've grown. Oh, Mary, did you know your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? A perfect lamb, as every believing Israelite knew, was used as a sacrifice, an offering to God for their sins. Isaiah, especially the prophet, spoke much of the suffering servant when he spoke of the Messiah. Even Jesus himself said, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Unlike us, Jesus knew what his life held for him. He knew he came to die. But why? Mary, did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? He was so obviously a baby. He cried. She had to feed him. He changed his diapers. How could this baby make her new? Mary, did you know that this child that you delivered will soon deliver you? Mary, did you know the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. Her elation at the contented murmuring of a well-fed babe must have been joined with awe. The angel said, The child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. Did you know, Mary, that the tiny baby snuggling close to your heart is Emmanuel, God with us? He was, he is, he always will be. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. She didn't begin to know all that meant. But she knew the one who made the promise. Not perfectly by any means, but enough to lay her life at his feet. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Mary, Mary saw her son die, but she also saw him risen from the dead. And in the end, so will we. Can we look at the end again? Not all the way to the end, but to the end of Jesus' work in his first advent. And first, the end of his ministry shortly before he was crucified. He told his disciples he was going away, but let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. I will not leave you as orphans. After he was risen from the dead, shortly before he returned to the Father, he said, Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Then they returned to Jerusalem. They went up to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James. And all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and, and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. The Holy Spirit came over her and conceived in her the Christ the Son of God in human form. And now she is waiting for the promised Holy Spirit. Mary, did you know? I mean, do you get what we're saying here? 
through the Holy Spirit, the Son of God in human form developed in her, living in her, physically. Now, through the Son of God, the Holy Spirit will live in her, will fill her spirit to overflowing. Mary, did you know that this child that you delivered will soon deliver you? Power from the Holy Spirit will be yours to live for him. Hmm. Well, we know. We know he walked on water. We know he calmed the storm with his hand. We know he gave sight to a blind man, that the deaf heard and the lame walked and the dead were raised to life. That he will save our sons and daughters means more to us than that little Jewish girl could ever know. We still look forward to the day when he will rule all the nations and we are sure he will then and now that he walks with angels. And one day will make us be able to do the same. (laughs) We know he is God in human form. So yes, in a sense, she truly kissed the face of God. The one who did make her new. The one who that she delivered truly delivered her. Made it possible for the Holy Spirit to live within her. For he was heaven's perfect lamb. He is the great I am. Emmanuel. God with us. For those of us who believe, there's really only one question. Will we say, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. (laughs) Let it be to me according to your word. How much do we really mean it when we say we serve our Lord and Creator? Mary needed a question answered. Okay, maybe we need a question or two answered. But when the answer is given, the decision has to be made. Will we live according to his word? As his servants to a world in desperate need, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters, our friends and family? It's fun to think about what Mary would have known. But is that the question she would want us to ask? Maybe she would rather say, Do you, who listen to these words, know the perfect Lamb of God? Well, I can't understand as much as possible that he is God and he also became a baby. I get get that he came to die for all the world's sins. That's good. You must have it in your mind before you can do anything with it. But that's not the question. Have you done anything with this tremendous gift from that first Christmas where you imagined you could drop in and ask me questions? Has my son saved you? Has he delivered you from a life trapped in sin? If not, what's stopping you? Because there's nothing stopping him. Jesus is knocking. Will you let me in? What's holding you back on your spiritual journey? If Mary were here, she would say, Do you know? (laughs) She would only want you to look back so that you could answer that question. Do you know him, the one who came to save you? Father, that's our message to those people that we love.
our sons and daughters, our family, our friends, the ones you bring into our lives. We want them to understand that Jesus came so that they could have life, eternal life, a wonderful life, a perfect life, a life without pain, without sorrow, without death. There will be no more mourning of any kind because you're going to make everything new. We are so grateful, Father, that you've drawn us to you. And through your Son, we will actually have eternal life in that perfect, glorious, wonderful new creation. But we know some people, and we don't know their hearts, but we're pretty sure they're not there. And we want that for them. So, Lord, this season where everybody's talking about your son, the whole world is disrupted because of his birth. We want him to look beyond the cradle. We want him to look through his life, see all that he did, and mostly to see his willingness to give himself up, to be sacrificed for our sins, to be heaven's perfect lamb. Because... Who he is means there's no way he can stay dead. He came back alive and made a way for us to come back alive. We never have to fear death because we know what's on the other side. Help us to somehow convince them that that is true and help them to understand the gift of your son and all that Mary would have wanted them to know. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope that you've enjoyed this message, first heard at Living Hope Church of Westport. If you'd like to support us so we can do more, well, you'll have to work at it. We have no one-click button for giving on our webpage, southbeachhope.org. We are a tiny church in a small town and simply cannot afford either money or time to set up such a thing. But at least with our modern technology and with the help of Sermon.net, we can share the good news with you and anyone around the world. Hopefully, we'll someday be able to worship God together in person, if not in Westport, at least in the rapture. <laughs>